What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Sister Sister Podcast. I'm here, your host, Bianca, joined for another week with my lovely sister, Frida. Hey, y'all. Episode 51. Look at us. 51. Flourishing. It's an odd number, but we're going to let it rock. It's going to be a good episode. We can skip and make it 52. No. <laughs> we can't do that. We can't skip the odd numbers. they still relevant. You know what I mean? If we skip the odd numbers, Brooklyn wouldn't be here. Eric wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here. Odd number, bitch. Celise wouldn't be here. Celise wouldn't be here. Alicia Malachi wouldn't be here. be here. Dang, I like y'all little odd number people. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. We need some cool people. Alright, bring us some Nassau ghetto. Let's jump okay. straight into it. Okay. Because it's feeling like a no chaser kind of day. Okay, the first Nassau ghetto. Mm. Gas prices. Oh, that one hurts. First of all, gas prices before this. I'm not gonna say. You know how people be like little in front of everything. (laughs) I know, I know. I I teach you. I'm gonna say it. You gonna say before this little war in Russia. (laughs) I'm gonna say before this little war. Um, it's not little at all, and it's not even. It's not even funny. But gas prices were already on the rise and getting high as shit. Now they was already giving biker walk. Right, light jog, (laughs) power walk tricycle like i I don't know i just don't want to drive anywhere so gas prices are ridiculously high i think yesterday phil said he drove by the gas station it was four dollars and 20 cents a gallon eric said he saw this post and it said is it just me or ever since gas prices went up like it seems like the gas is going quicker in your car like the quality of gas is uh lower yeah they're probably watering it down Mm -hmm. i saw a post where some places are running out of gas who has money like that? Just they be put in Jehovah oil. <laughs> 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 that bit of grapeseed oil. That shit. Is like organ oil. I can give myself a hot oil treatment with the gas at this point. Like, shit. That is not gasoline. Honey. What the fuck? How can people afford? Where's that? <laughs> government <laughs> let me speak to putin okay at this let point because i think we might be able to work something out right like, I'm like listen these other fucking americans <laughs> they don't mind their business but i promise you i will mind my business that's it America, so can i get some gas <laughs> please i'm gonna just go up like putin like rock paper scissors <laughs> whoever because, ain't get the gas <laughs> right because that's us i stand on that firmly that is the fairest way to handle facts. disputes. No, facts. Because me and Eric had a rock, paper, scissors over baby names and shit. Like, but It's the fairest way. It's like it's you fair. win, you win, you lose, you lose. Like, you can't rig the game. And you can't get upset. Right. Like, that's it. That's the fairest way to dispute things. So, like, this ga- these gas prices, I told you, I said, honestly, road trips are like, <laughs> we might as well fly. Right. No, like, for real. It's crazy. And walk to the airport. Because <laughs> who the fuck is driving there? Right, like at this point, like just get a chauffeur. If you have a chauffeur, do you have to pay for the gas? Because it might be cheaper to just hire a chauffeur. No, because that better be included in his price, honey. Right, and it might be, it still might be cheaper. And there was a post that say, at this point, if you ask for a ride, it's forty dollars a month <laughs> to put gas in the car. Ain't, ain't no five dollars, because what is that getting you? I can drop you off at the mailbox at the end of my driveway. Because where are we going with five dollars? I don't know. <sighs> All right. 
I'm we're getting worked up. I'm worried. I'm so worried for our future. Oh, this next one. <sighs> Laverne. Laverne Cox. And her comment. Entanglements. <laughs> She's comment. looking forward to more entanglements. So, in this brief... Um, Smiths. Not even an interview. What did I call no, it when they were on like the carpet? Red, like it's a, like a red carpet interview. Like but, a red carpet. Like, yeah. those quick, you know, mm -hmm. But it's supposed to be professional. Like, supposed to be. Okay, Omarion. Supposed to be. <laughs> um... It was not professional. Laverne Cox was having this red carpet interview with Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith. And at first I saw it as nervousness, but it, it was just so messy. Like her comment, she said, we look forward. She was, you know, saying her goodbyes to them. And she said, we look forward to, what did she say for, to Will? Like she said, what did she say, more movies or something? She said something to Will that was just minute. It wasn't, it wasn't messy. Yep. Then to Jada, she said, and we look forward to more red table talk and more entanglements. Bitch, what? And then Jada laughed it off like, no, no, we'll, we'll no. Will laughed it off, right? Yeah. Will laughed. Wasn't funny. You know, it was like one of those, <laughs> this stupid bitch mm -hmm. laughs. You're fired. And then... <laughs> Cat in the hat. You're fired, 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 fired. That's whoever hired her should have you're fired. Why would you say that, first of all? Yeah. It was insensitive. It's the time and a place. Time and a place. And that was not the time or the place. The time and the place would have been in your head to yourself or at home with your friends or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Just not to her. Like, I'm all about saying what you feel to people's face. Great. That was classless and mm -hmm. tacky. Oh, for sure. Like, we look forward to more entanglements. Really? You want her to have more entanglements? Are you going to say that right when her husband's saying it? So, there? I don't know if you guys saw. She came out and did a live. I didn't see the live. I was, she was saying me. that she's not apologizing for her comment. Um, her live was a love letter to the Smiths. She said that, you know, she just had a lot. She wants to be the entanglement. <laughs> I was like, girl, don't do that. I was like, Who's She here? wants to be the entanglement. A love letter. Okay. Mm. Mm. She I was, was saying, say I look forward something. to our entanglement. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it. It's a little... It's a little... Classless and tacky. Classless. <laughs> it's a little Laverne-ish. Laverne, are you here? I was just going to say that... That might work. That might work. She is a man that turned into a woman. It might work. Both yeah, sides. Like <laughs> might work. But yeah, um, it was just very unprofessional, and then she's not willing to apologize for it. Again, it's like, I'm not sure if that offended the Smiths. I don't think it did, but still, it's just the fact that um, in a setting, especially people of their caliber, when mm. you expect to do these interviews, you kind of know what to expect. You know what right. I mean? If that was a comment made at the time that this had happened, it probably wouldn't have seemed so inappropriate, or it might have. Mm. But like, why would you say that now? Right. It's just, just weird. She was up weird. Old shit. She was weird for that. You weird, right? You weird for that. You weird for that, sis. So our last that so ghetto is delish. You guys might know her from Flavor Flav, or Flavor of Love. What was it called? I don't was know it called Flavor, Flavor of, of Love? Love? He's Flavor Flav. He's Flavor Flav. Flavor of Love. Ugh. And <laughs> Raymond Santana, who there's a there's a new term. It's not it's not the Central Park Five. The Exonerated five. Exonerated, a part of the Exonerated Five, Raymond Santana. They were married. Recently, he filed for divorce, if mm -hmm. I'm correct. He yep. filed for divorce. He wants to leave her. And 
I'm not too familiar. You you were just telling me about so, so what happened with Delish and Raymond. So she had made nobody knew they weren't together. She had made a comment and was like, I married a narcissist and I'm tired of holding it in. I'm ready to tell my story. On social media. On social media, mm-hmm. of course. Um and then the next day it said that Raymond had filed for divorce from her, saying that like irreconcilable differences, mm-hmm. like there was no reconciliation, blah 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 blah. So then she had made a post saying that he left her, but, like, deadass just left the house and never came back. Oh, shit. Like, he went to go get milk. Yup. They didn't have no kids together, right? Not no kids together, but she has kids. Okay. So she was saying, like, you know, like, her kids are going through it because, like, her kids called him dead and blah, 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 blah. And she was saying that, like, a lot of people put, like, especially when they got together, Mm -hmm. the gold digger term on her because... Because Obviously, he had, he had won that loss. Mm-hmm. Right. And he had a large amount of money. And they just didn't see how they would have been together. Mm-hmm. Now, it's easy to believe with her. Because it's like, why would you go for Flavor Flav? Right. One. It's like you have a history of being mm-hmm. with men with money. Right? Cool. Great. But then they were on um, Marriage Boot Camp. And when I had watched it, their issues in their marriage were because of him. Him and her? Yeah. Like, okay. th- them two together, they were so on So, what you're saying, it's easy to believe her and what she's saying about him being a narcissist and stuff. Um, no, not is. necessarily a narcissist, but it's easy to believe that she wasn't with him for money. Okay. Because, okay, like, okay. like one of the issues that they were having on marriage boot camp was, like, sex and stuff like that. And it was, like, him not wanting to have sex with her. And her being overly, like, affectionate with him. And him being, like, you know, like, like I've been... I guess he was just... He's a product of his environment. He's he got locked up when he was, right, a child. Right. So he's, like, I'm not used to all of this, like, that she comes mm-hmm. with. Like, she's a woman woman, and I'm not... You saw that. Like, he didn't really, like, know how to love her properly. Okay. But then, fast forward to this whole incident. Those are some issues you got to take care of before you get married. Yes, exactly. That part. That's another episode for another day. Yes, that part. So, um, with this whole situation, then it came out, you know, because she's, like, online playing, like, so sad that he left her. Mm -hmm. Then some guy posted, like, oh, boyfriends and husbands might come and go, but your side piece going to be there forever. And he was, like, posting videos of him and Delicious. I thought this was, like, some random guy. Because she had reposted it, like, thanks, I needed this laugh. But it was, like, videos with him and her. So, I don't know if that was, like, a friend or if it was, like, something more. But then Raymond Santana had posted, like, tell him I don't want her with, like, the peace sign. Like, he really don't give a fuck. Mm. So, I just think, like, <clears throat> these celebrities, like, as much as they want to feel like they want people behind them, as much as y'all want to be treated like normal people, act normal. Like, right. I mean, there are normal people that run on social media with everything, but they're weird as well. Like, yeah. everything Like, y'all for, still gonna be weird. Just because y'all famous, y'all still gonna be weird. Everything ain't for the public opinion. Right. Go through exactly. your little divorce. <laughs> Go through your little Stop whining on Instagram. Your little divorce. Because whining on Instagram ain't gonna get your man back. Right. It's... Ugh. That's like... That's like the number one that's so ghetto of the year. Like, running to Instagram or social media for everything. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. So this is um. <clears throat> we thought we had three, but we got four. That's so ghetto. Yeah. It's been a ghetto week. And this one is less about her and more about the fucking groupies. Society. Yes. Yeah. I hate when people suck the life out of a celebrity. Like it's like, bro. Really? I don't know what her followers are called. Like you know how they have the beehive. Oh, the navy. The navy. Rihanna okay. Navy. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. The navy. I love me some Rihanna. Right, I love Rihanna too. Love Rihanna perfume, but, love Fenty, love Savage, everything. But people have to be like realistic. Right. And I guess I don't know if I don't think this is a um 
money, lack of having money fashion-wise thing. Because you you like how, what you like, okay? If y'all like that she's walking out the house in fucking two-piece bikinis with a mesh drape over it while pregnant. Okay, that's on y'all. But like you said, people are hyping up every fashion choice mm -hmm. that she makes while she's pregnant. And it doesn't even look good. Like, it yeah, looks, honestly, like, looks crazy. I love Rihanna. And there's been so many times that, like, Rihanna has, like, stepped out looking literally, like, drop-dead gorgeous. And you're like, wow. Like, she just looks yeah. so nice. You can see how she's an icon. There's so many trends that Rihanna has set, like, for the culture. Mm -hmm. But this pregnancy, I mean, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing what everybody's seeing. I think the cutest picture she's posted so far is when she announced she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. How she had the jeans and the little belly shirt. Like, mm -hmm. that was cute. It was very... Right. <clears throat> but this mesh uh, cover Back up in the day-ish. Um, but yeah, like, then she's wearing, like, these, like, weird as fuck outfits. And people are just like, oh, my God. The way Rihanna is changing the perception of how pregnant women should mm -hmm. walk around. That's like, bruh. And, and I've seen comments that say, like, oh, don't, what did it say? Oh, don't y'all broke bitches try to announce y'all pregnancies like this. Or don't y'all broke bitches try to walk around pregnant like this. So if it's so popping and she looks so good, why can't other people dress like that while they're pregnant right it's not because she looks good it's because she's rihanna and y'all are just on her dick her chain shirt costs six thousand dollars and their chain shirt they made at home right. their DIY right. chain pregnancy right shirt. they made it with their like mind your like, business please exactly. don't nobody so like it don't like not don't. even rihanna she don't need nobody need to be no nobody need not. to be i saw a post it was like she about to give this baby pneumonia and it's not even here yet yeah like it's just, <laughs> it's cold it's rihanna it's weird. Like, yeah, you can dress better than that, sis. We know yeah. it. We know it's you in can. you. We know it's you in can. you. The pregnancy with the mullet, it's not a vibe. Like, is she letting ASAP dress her? Like, what Kanye did with Kim? Do you think she's like, no, Rihanna has, throughout the years, had some very weird looks and choices. True. I think True. they're just two weirdos that fell in love. Right. And together, they're just openly weirdos. And they're making a baby weirdo. She's like, ASAP, why don't you put on your dress today? I love when you wear your dress with your <laughs> I was like, bitch, what she said that to him? He wears skirts and stuff. I know, but yeah. I was like, wait. I'm just saying, say like, that? you know, they're 100% right. comfortable, so she, that's probably how she is. She's she probably, probably like, do you want to wear the same dress I'm wearing today? Yeah. <laughs> she probably, like, encourages it. And then he's oh, like, oh, you know what would be fire? If you wear that fucking chain shirt. <laughs> have your Baby milk. bump. Have your milk leaking out your titties. <laughs> that's a look. Because we know the milk, the liquid is not gonna stain. It's not gonna stain her chains because her chains are how much six thousand dollars. It's about to rust your chain, okay? It's, it's about rusty, to rust dusty it. Mrs. Chain, not hers. <laughs> her chains are solid. <sighs> but yeah, the navy don't stop hyping her up unless like she legit looks like good what she's wearing. Period. Now let's get into this cispiration, honey. Okay, this cispiration is kind of gonna lead us into our topic. It's is this a little bit opposite? Mm, no, it's a little bit in here. Whatever. It, it's all on signs together, y'all. Yeah, because we're doing like, you know, yeah. So, the quote this week is, so much of what we learn about love is taught by people who never really loved us. Don't let that go over your head. When I first read it, I was like, a word. Yes, a word. And then like after we had talked about it, I was like, you know what? I can I can see like you said like I can see what they mean, 
but like looking at it from two different perspectives. Like I mm-hmm. can see and I can feel what the meaning behind the original quote was. Like like you said, like how can someone have really loved us mm-hmm. if they did all of these hurtful things? And I feel like more <clears throat> more so like never really loved us, but I mean less so like never really loved us, but more so like maybe the love what they knew love as mm-hmm. and not what we know love as or more taught us what we don't want from love right or taught us what we expect from love or you know what i mean mm-hmm. taught us what love means to us so not that they didn't really love us but it taught us like what we won't accept what we will accept what we can work on because you know there's some things there's not everything in a relationship you're gonna be like oh i'm leaving i'm leaving i'm leaving some things like you can work on but not that the person didn't really love you but maybe they didn't know how to love you the way you needed to be loved or they weren't ready to love you know what i mean like wholeheartedly so not so much that like i said like not so much that they didn't love but it wasn't what we need from love and Mm -hmm. it wasn't what we expect from love and that's what what i learned even in the past like i learned i'm not going to accept certain things this is not love to me mm-hmm. maybe it was love to that person but this is not love to me this is not what i want from love this is not what i expect from love and this is not how i want to grow in love so that's how i think so <clears throat> i think too the quote kind of generalizes love to be within a relationship which isn't true we learn what love is from our parents we love what love is mm-hmm. from our family we learn what love is by seeing mm-hmm. healthy or unhealthy relationships as well and it's not that if you grew up in an unhealthy family dynamic those people didn't love you mm-hmm. they just might have did the best they can they might have just been figuring it out i feel that and i know we've spoke about this a lot like off of like recording mm-hmm. i think that people forget a lot that love is a feeling mm-hmm. is a feeling it is what does love feel like to you what do you need from me to mm-hmm. feel loved it's not right. a fact it's not across the board because to you love might be being showered with gifts and to mm-hmm. somebody else that's not going to do shit for right them. you know what i mean it is not across it might the actually board. be annoying to some people yeah it's all based on the conditions mm-hmm. of your feelings right. what makes you feel love what makes you feel comfortable your mm-hmm. love language it's a lot that goes into it, and i think a lot of people treat Love is like a surface line and like mm-hmm. you either step over this boundary or right. step under this boundary. Oh, and that means you can't like fit in this. Mm-hmm. You must have not loved me if you did this. And that's not always the case. Yes, right. there are people who take advantage mm-hmm. of situations. And yes, there are people who don't uh, love people at all. You know right. what I mean? But I think that um, through anything, we learn from experiences and that's how we grow. So it's like... So much of what we learn about love is taught by people who have loved us, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's necessarily that they never loved us. But they, didn't know how. Right. And I think that's how, I think if I, like, if we would, like, if we were tweaking quotes, that might be how it right. would it. Maybe who didn't know how to love us. Right. Or this is like, the way this is saying it is like, like you said, like, well, if they hurt us, they didn't really love us. And mm-hmm. I don't really think that's the case. Cause like, again, mm-hmm. I could hurt you and I know. Right. And not just in a sense of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I can make a joke that's a little too personal or mm-hmm. a little too, 
you know, like I took it as a joke and you right. didn't, and that might hurt. Or you. like, like you said, like any relationship, our kids, yeah, our parents, like our kids, exactly. hurt us all the time, like exactly. You know, when Brooklyn be like trying to tough up on you, exactly, and I'd be like, be acting a fool. I like, gave you life, literally, literally. That's why I tell my kids all the time, God birthing you, and you gonna disrespect your mama. Like, <laughs> I know, I'd be like, I literally grew you yes. on my inside. Like, I grew you inside of my stomach, and for you to betray me? Mm-hmm. So. There's different levels of pain. Right. So, I think that's how maybe how I would tweak the, the quote is, like, maybe from people who didn't know how to love us or didn't know what we need from love. Yes. Or, like, what we expect from love. 100%. Yeah. So, I think that um is a good segue into our topic. Today, we're going to be talking about, can love be unconditional? Mm-hmm. Is there truly such a thing as unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what so. love and real love means to us. Like, yeah. what is it? Like, what is it? For so, us? as far as, like, the so, question, like, can love be unconditional? I think it's a strong hell no for me. I don't know. <laughs> right, for, right. For me, I I think it can be unconditional to some people. But I think, I think that's completely unhealthy. I think mm-hmm. if you have no conditions yep. on your love, it's, like, literally saying... Uh, not not pick me, pick me. It's literally saying like, do whatever you want to me. I'm gonna love you regardless. Treat me however. And, right, and I think that's unhealthy. You have to have conditions, and the person might not know you. Like that might not be the first conversation you have. Like these are my conditions, and here's a list of things. Because like as time goes on and you grow and you are with a person longer and longer and longer, or like it's not maybe it's a friendship or like whatever. Like you said, people can do stuff to hurt you and not know. That doesn't mean they don't love you. And that doesn't mean like, oh, by the way, that was a condition of my love. Now I don't love you anymore. But that's a perfect opportunity to be like, you know what? We need to have this conversation. That hurt me or that wasn't okay. And that's not something that I'm willing to accept. And it's up to that person to change that behavior. And now that they know that that's not something that you agree with. Or that's not something that, you know what I mean, that you will accept to change. I think when I thought of this topic, um, again, naturally, anytime we speak about love, it, it naturally is um, the easiest to think about in the form of a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's not the first thing that came to me. Um, I think that unconditional love is tested most within family, mm-hmm. um, between whether that's parents or your children. Mm-hmm. For me, a relationship... You're always going to think you're in love. And then when you're actually in love, you start realizing those other relationships never meant shit. Like, you'd be like, I wasn't even in love. I never really loved this person. When you start doing things Mm -hmm. that are outside of your norm, and you'd be like, wow, I've never done this for somebody, Mm -hmm. right? You loved them for... You loved them the way you knew... Like, based on what you knew what love was Exactly. Exactly. And you know what I mean? Whatever you were at. But even in a relationship, like, for me, like being fully happy mm-hmm. there's still conditions on that love yeah. you know what i'm saying like for me personally like there's still boundaries and bounds and mm-hmm. um it's, it's conditional like it's, yeah if you if this happens then this, this is what's gonna happen if right. this happens this is what's and gonna that happen. don't mean like, you're gonna turn your love off like that doesn't mean like oh my love is conditional you do something and like that's it i don't mm-hmm. love you now but but I will force myself but, not to. Right. But like we will we will we will get there. It's I'm not like I could be like I can turn it off. And when I first heard it and when I first thought of like the topic, 
what really came to mind is um the episode that we were talking about the episode of teen mom mm-hmm. and the one teen mom heard they were having a party and her dad made a comment to her and it was basically something like i think it was about her and her boyfriend at the time and he was basically saying like love is not unconditional like i don't even love you unconditionally mm-hmm. like there are conditions on my love there are things yeah. in the world that you can do that um will cause me to not love you mm-hmm. like it's not just like oh you know what you're my child and i have to yep. do this and i think he was telling her like this is a conversation you need to have with whoever's going to be your significant other because don't fall into this relationship or fall into this situation thinking that there's nothing he can do to hurt you or there's nothing he can do to make you stop loving him or there's nothing you can do to make him stop loving you like there's there are conditions on everybody's love i've learned too as i've gotten older um seeing people in relationships a lot of people don't want to have real life conversations Mm -hmm. in relationships and to me it's the dumbest thing ever like why do you want to spend time and invest time? Because that's what relationships mm-hmm. are. You're investing and wasting time mm-hmm. with someone who you are not having these in-depth conversations mm-hmm. with. I'd rather get it out the way. And then when the if, time comes, you're like, right. oh, what? You if feel we're like, not what? properly aligned, right? Mm-hmm. If I wait till year eight to find out that you never wanted kids and I strongly want children... What the fuck have I been doing for eight years? Right. Besides hurting myself, wasting my time. Because mm-hmm. the longer you're with a person, the more attached you get. The more attached you get to their family. The mm-hmm. more attached... Like, you are investing yourself in this person mm-hmm. for what? It's e- it, it's right. so much better to just be upfront about whatever it is. Now I feel like it's so hard to think about when you have, like babies thinking like this love isn't conditional mm-hmm. right because you're like oh my god like, them look unconditionally, at them. Mm-hmm. these innocent little angels there's nothing they can do at this point right because that's a fact mm-hmm. there's nothing maybe <laughs> right now right. i love them unconditionally. there's nothing this baby can do but if you grow up and god forbid murder my other children i'll be right. like right right you there are the conditions there are conditions and i'll be like judge so i key. can't see myself god forbid my kid, God forbid, turned out to be a fucking serial killer or a rapist, and me covering being like, that up, be like, oh, but I love well, him. That's I'm my son, me. or that's my daughter. And I'm, I'm gonna, gonna stick beside him. Right? No, I'm not sticking beside you. I'm not sticking beside you. I will change your last name. I will take my name off your birth certificate. <laughs> I don't fucking know you. Okay. Don't and the reality of the situation is, people aren't born bad, and I feel like I also don't want to be with somebody who feels like I can do anything to them. Right, right, Like, right, right. if I treated my children like shit, I wouldn't want them to be like, oh, well, I gotta, that's my mom. Mm-hmm. And we've even spoke about this like as far said, as our daddy issues episode. Yeah, like you said, especially with family. And I think, I think more, like you said, that's our first introduction to people yes. in the world. Like, literally from when we're born. We're born into our family or whatever that family may look like. It might not be biological but your relationships are based on your family relationship exactly so like that which like you said what you're taught what you know like everything comes from that family dynamic so that's where it starts and i don't think even in family because like you said people love to throw around but that's your mom but that's Mm -hmm. your dad but that's your sister that's your brother who cares who really cares because there should be conditions on love period there mm-hmm. should be conditions on everybody's love there should be nothing that anybody can do to you like oh my mom abuses me every day but that's my mom and i love her unconditionally or she loves me unconditionally that's not like that's not real yeah i think the truth is you know what people don't want to accept is that you know people aren't born bad but mm-hmm. there are bad people you know what i'm saying like yeah. everybody isn't 
a stand-up parent. Mm -hmm. Everybody isn't supposed to be a parent. Everybody isn't out here ensuring the welfare of their children. Mm -hmm. There are people that kill their kids, rape their kids, burn their kids, torture their kids, have them malnourished, living in a closet for months. We hear stories Mm -hmm. all the time. And to a good parent, you will never understand how because those thoughts would never cross your mind. But that's the reality for a lot of people. There are people Mm -hmm. who parents are alcoholics and they come home and beat them. There are people, young children having to fend for themselves and taking care of their whole family. Like everybody's situation Mm -hmm. isn't fucking rainbows and unicorns. Right. So when you think about in your head, like, oh yeah, that should be a no brainer. If you're a parent, you have to unconditionally love your child. If you're a child, you have to unconditionally love your parents. Mm -hmm. You're thinking of the idea in your head of a parent and child relationship. Right. That's not the case. And like you said, in a world full of rainbows and unicorns, right? Maybe, but this world is in cloudy a world where nobody and raining. Wrong, right? And it's not that world that you're thinking. It's of. cloudy with a chance of bullshit. Okay. <laughs> with a chance of they need to make okay. that movie, honey. Right. Cloudy with a chance of bullshit. Ghetto. Somebody will make it. It's gonna be on BET. Ten out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> okay. It's really in, like you said, just the term unconditional like it it makes me uncomfortable because like i like you said you should not feel like no one should feel like oh someone so wouldn't care if i did this because they love me unconditionally so what they gonna do and not for nothing nine times out of ten if you've ever been in a toxic relationship that toxic person that toxic party right for sure has told you for sure was telling um for sure was telling you well well, if you loved me if you really love me Girl, because I've been if here. Rough, I heard you it. And leave. Yep. Yes, yes. If it's oh my so God. easy for you to, da, 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 you don't really love me, right? And you'd be like, "Well, I guess I don't." Right. And that's when <laughs> that's when so you your love has conditions yes. because you'd be like, "It was, it was," and it might not have even been easy from the jump. But once you're like, once you realize your worth, and once you yep. realize like, "Oh, this is bullshit," then it's easy. Then you're like, "Nah, this is not the wave. This is not what the fuck." I need to put myself in for my own mental health. And, like, that's a big one, too. Like, if you be like, oh, my love's unconditional. Like, I just love everybody. Anybody can do whatever they want to me. Whether it's your parents, your kids, your significant other, your friends, your extended family. Everybody can do whatever. You would probably end up in the fucking loony bin. Mm -hmm. Like... Because you get taken advantage you're sitting of. there and then you're sitting there like, oh, but but they love me, but they love me, but I but love do you them, love you? And I love unconditional, them. honey. Do you love you unconditionally? Period. That's what we. That's what we need to do. We need to love ourselves. The only unconditional love to be to ourselves. So is unconditional love healthy? All <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> Is this an article that we found? This says, so, yeah, so this is an article. It says mindbodygreen.com. And I I feel like this topic is more so, like, opinion oh, for than sure. fact. Yeah, it's not factual. Right. So, um, this, this is talking about unconditional love in a sense, n- not exactly like we're talking about it. Like, it says, like, unconditional love means loving someone through hardships, mistakes, and frustrations i agree with that Mm -hmm. not that that's what unconditional love i mean love can mean that Mm -hmm. but you can still have conditions on your love while loving someone through a hardship while loving them through mistakes but you can't intentionally let someone do whatever they want to you and sprinkle the word unconditional love on it or the words unconditional love on it to make it okay Mm -hmm. so it says what conditional love looks like 
It says, we often think of parents' love for their children as unconditional love. Um, Parent offers love to their child no matter what. In truth, we do at times see this type of strings-attached love presented in a parent-child relationship just as readily as it might be in a romantic relationship. Um, Unconditional love might sound like, oh, I always give you so much and this is the thanks I get. And I don't think we're talking about it in that sense. Like, I I give and give and give, and this is what you do to me. Mm-hmm. Because like you like we said, you can't you can't expect someone to love you the way you love them the same mm-hmm. way. They might love you differently. It doesn't mean you should accept less than what you exactly you, than what your worth is. So it doesn't really mean like oh because they don't love me the way I love them, their love isn't real. So it says, is unconditional love healthy? It says, it is healthy to offer your love without strings attached. I don't think anybody should offer love with strings attached. Like, oh, well, I'm going to love you as long as you buy me a coffee every day. Right. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that is, what the, I think, what I would take as strings attached. But I don't think it's healthy. It's healthy to not offer your love with, like, with boundaries. I think everybody's love. Everything should have boundaries. Everything. Everybody. Love. Friendships. Yep. Everything. At work, like you should, like you should have boundaries, like, and I think that's what I'm learning more so too for your mental health, right? And with working on my like self love, like self love, mm-hmm. self care, boundaries with everybody, boundaries with the kids, mm-hmm. because I think for so long I made myself to feel bad because these are my children, and you think I'm supposed to love them, and if I don't do these certain things, like maybe they won't think I love them. No, you know I love you. Mm-hmm. That does not mean I have to devote 24 hours of my day to just focusing on you and solely you mm-hmm. to prove that I love you. For sure. So those boundaries helps me with my self-love. I'm be like, listen, I need me time right now. Mm-hmm. I love you, but you need to go and play in your room. Or I love you, but you need to go watch TV by yourself. And I just need a few minutes to myself because I need to work on that self-love portion. I struggle with that. I struggle with not wanting to say no to people that are close to me, even when I feel like I'm pouring from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. The, the worst thing you can do is already be drained and Your continue most important to relationship is you yourself mm-hmm. to appease someone else. And it comes from mm-hmm. having boundaries. And it, you know, it comes from making a conscious effort to be like, I am not always readily available. And mm-hmm. that's okay. I cannot be available mm-hmm. at all times to everyone. You know right. what I'm saying? And I have this thing with wanting to make everyone that I care about feel equal. Mm-hmm. I don't want no one to feel, well, this person is more important than mm-hmm. me. Or this person. So oh, I well, try she did to. did this for so and right, so. Right. So I try to. Stay consistent mm-hmm. across the board. But even that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Because at this time when I did this, I could have been in a better position mm-hmm. or a better headspace. And, like, you just have to get to the point again where things are conditional. Things mm-hmm. are not black and white. There are gray right. areas in life. And you have to just learn to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that, again, the more we are comfortable with that idea, the more honest relationships we can have mm-hmm. with our children. Within our relationships, mm-hmm. with our parents, um, because living in this fairy, like t- right, right? Living in this fairy tale world, we're like, 
you can do no wrong and I can do no wrong mm-hmm. and we can continue to hurt each other because we're just going to forgive each right. other and everything's going to be okay. It's giving toxic. Exactly. It's giving toxic and it's not good for anybody. And I, I think like that's okay. That's even like one of the conditions that we're talking about. It's okay. Like I, I can still love you and not show up to every event you have. Yeah. I can still love you and tell you no to this this project that you need from me. I can still love you and decline your phone call. Like I yep. you know what I mean? Like I can still yeah. love you and like you said not be 100% readily available for everybody yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like you said it's unrealistic. Sometimes I'd be like, okay, no, this bitch not answering her phone. She must be, she must be in a ditch somewhere. She must be in a ditch because it's been too many hours. But that's just me looking out. And if you're like, oh no, like I'm having a day, like I just couldn't get this phone. I'm like, oh, all right, I just want to make sure he was alive. But like you said, like it's it's okay. It's actually good for our self care to disconnect, to unplug, to just not be looking at our phones, to not be worried about what someone else has going on because so many times. Because we love somebody or because we want someone to think that we really love them or that mm-hmm. we are there for them 100%. Like you said, you pour from an empty cup. You overextend yourself. You run yourself into the ground. And not only that, energy that. is transferable. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I'm already mentally exhausted and I'm talking to this person and they're unloading on me and then I hang up and I'm talking to this person and they're unloading on me and I'm the person that everyone is unloading on that energy is transferable now mm-hmm. I go from being drained to fucking super drained now you're fucking depressed now okay? I'm like and then my life is over <laughs> then the other thing is <laughs> and then it's you're like, like wait this ain't my problem right and then you're like oh these are these are everybody else's problems and I feel like that's okay to even just communicate with people sometimes you just gotta be like this is one of my conditions okay Ask me if you're if you're gonna call me and you have a problem or something or you need to vent, be like, what are you doing right now? Like, are you are you in an okay space? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean to to unload or are you in an okay space to even hear what I got going on? Because if you're not if you're not, that's okay. And I feel like that should be that should be one of everybody's conditions mm-hmm. because you never know what someone else is going through, mm-hmm. and it's selfish in a sense to just call them and be like, oh this this and this and this. Oh now I feel better, and then you hang up with them and the person's like. Well, I had tons of shit going on, and now I have your shit to think about, even if it's not something that physically you have to deal with, but just mentally. Like, and that's that's one of the most important parts of of love. It's like the mental, the mental aspect it has on you, because yep. I feel like love takes more. So, like emotionally, you know what I mean. We, I feel like people can maybe heal from things emotionally faster. Physical is something different, but what I'm saying is like the the mental. Thing, it's something that it's like constant like you can't do anything without thinking of yeah all of these things so now when you have like you said when you have your shit when you have their shit their shit everybody's calling you and like you're like i've been on the phone for seven hours straight and people have just been unloading on me who do i get to talk to mm-hmm. and then when you're not that person that unloads on people mm-hmm. you just hold it in you hold it in and then and then and then you snap at mm-hmm. something very minute like then you're like because mm-hmm. i'm definitely no more milk I'm definitely, like, I pride myself on being the friend to be there for people, especially mm-hmm. when they need me to, but I'm definitely the friend that doesn't want to be oh, anyone's yeah. problem. Oh, yeah. Definitely don't. I'd be like, man, what's my Sometimes problem? people find out something going on, I'm like, oh, yeah, because, like, I yeah. I, ain't need to, I ain't need pity, or I didn't need somebody yeah. to tell. I, I'm just, I'd be like, no. I've just been going through it. Whatever. No, because I didn't want you to be feeling mm-hmm. bad or anything. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Because you know what that feels like. Exactly. It feels like. So you're like, no, no, no. I don't want to put this on nobody. I don't want to put this on nobody. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like that too in itself isn't healthy. Right. And if, like, if anything we're talking about as far as unconditional love or real love or whatever, love in general, like, if anybody else has any ideas, if anyone's listening to this and anybody has any ideas of what unconditional love looks like to them, if it's real to them, if people think it's healthy, like, we always accept other views. Yeah, we'll be glad to, like, read them, send us an email, send us a DM, like, yeah, we'll to post share your perspective. Because we can only speak from one perspective which is ours like we can only speak from what we feel and like like none of this is factual but it's factual to our lives Mm -hmm. like these aren't statistics or these aren't you know what i mean like it's just real bitches talking real shit period right like this is what we feel and we we can't accept we have conditions on our love because i feel like i also went through a time and everybody might not go through it, it but i went through a time where i didn't have conditions you accept anything right where you're like well, he loves me, and he'll change because he loves me. Like, what the fuck does that even fucking mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? What does it even mean? The fuck is a love? What is real love to you? <laughs> like, what is real love? And I feel like real this love... This is what you think love is? Bruh. It ain't it. It ain't it. it. And if I can say anything to my 18-year-old self... Girl. Talk to your old self. Girl. No. That should be an episode. What would you say to your younger self? Write it down. That's it. Tell her something brief, because you're about to talk to her in another episode. <laughs> I can say, get your get your mind right. Take notes. That's what I would say. That's what I would say to her. Take notes. Red flags. I went right. Pay attention to the red flags. Take notes and definitely love yourself first. Because if you don't know how to love yourself, you don't even you don't even know how to love other people. Because people there's some people who really just hate themselves. And that's why they don't know how to treat people with respect mm-hmm. period i'm not gonna say they don't know how to love somebody because maybe they are loving whoever to the best of their ability but they definitely project that hatred on the other people period but i'm gonna need you to love me to the best of my ability honey All right, love point, me to my like to, to my ability at this don't, point don't do what you can do fuck. so if you can't oh, have yeah. a conversation and be like where do you need me to meet you at mm-hmm what makes you happy this is what makes me mm-hmm. happy and we can't meet in the middle because relationships again are compromise without no compromise there ain't no relationship period so if we can't meet there mm-hmm. i'm gonna need you to go back to junior high school and go get you a junior high school bitch because right mm, not this grown up right thing. exactly relationships like you said they're about compromise everybody's not gonna be like you can't be like oh well i'm up here like i you have to meet me up here or i'm not i literally thought to myself the other day like i could not see myself at this very grown age at in a relationship at my big ass what, age what the kid saying at your big age at your big age at this old lady age <laughs> okay <laughs> and being in a relationship where we're making up and breaking up every other week i cannot oh, see God. myself at this very big age running to facebook to make statuses about my problems and the sad part is y'all keep doing that though because yes <laughs> what would i would delete social media if everybody stopped if everybody stopped Bruh. doing that ghetto shit we wouldn't say, even have it that That there's so many people I know that are still there. Yes. And it's giving very junior high school. Yes. Sixth to eighth grade or <laughs> is where you're at still. It's giving very, I will stare at you until we break up. <laughs> it's giving very, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right. Grow up. Grow up. It's giving grow up. Get you because, in your own relationship. You right. should not be so confused about... 
your relationship at this point. You should not still right. be playing break up makeup games. We're not together. We're not right. together. We're not together. We're not, like take that not toxic at this shit. age. Not at this age. We had enough toxicity with COVID. We don't have time for y'all either. Right. Get your, your fucking diseases out of here. The CDC says, okay, <laughs> <laughs> grow the fuck up because it's an excuse. Like, like you said, junior high school, high school, like you can have an excuse like, oh, I, I'm young I, and dumb. I'm not, right. I'm young and dumb. I thought that's what love was, right. but we know no better, but not at, like you said, not at this big age. You you definitely know better and you have more common sense. So if you're just dealing you with definitely at this now, age already survived your first heartbreak what's your excuse right if you are dealing with certain levels of toxicity now and you are oh but he lost me that's that's literally just an excuse for sure because you want to be treated like that at this point you have Mm -hmm. lived and you learned nothing you've learned nothing from your past (laughs) nothing you failed (laughs) you're a punishment (laughs) and what'd you say now you can't be on my mama album now you can't be on my mama album in the words of yay okay we don't even like him but let's wrap that up honey okay because we can go on for days we need to go and home and get, and and get some love we need to go get love though okay but that's gonna bring us into this week's get it sis this week's get it sis goes out to mercedes right she is located in Reading, pennsylvania she be slaying and laying hair out here um she does braids locks twists I had just seen recently that she's opening her own shop. I'm not sure if before she was working out of her house. You know what I mean? Um, But she out here expanding and growing, honey. Her Instagram is hair by underscore Sadie. I'm going to spell that out. Hair by underscore S-A-D-I-E. And her email is mwright. That's W-R-I-G-H-T. 57058 at gmail.com. Again, this will all be posted on our Instagram. Make sure you guys follow her, follow her journey, book an appointment if you're in the Reading, Pennsylvania area or any area if you care to travel and get your hair slayed and laid. Period. I need some braids. Ready to wrap it up, sis? Yes. All right. That brings us to the end of our 51st episode. Make sure you follow all of our social media to stay up to date. Check out the link in our bio to order some podcast merch. Remember to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. Bye, y'all. Bye.